Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. It's no secret that box offices are struggling. Revenue is down 10% for 2019. The Fat Cat studio execs keep greenlighting overproduced Transformer and Dune reboots and Tarantino flicks, elevating the prospect of a quick buck over truly artisanal filmmaking, the consumption of which could function as a special kind of social capital. Say, heck yeah, I saw the one about a swarm of cockroaches that takes on the form of a sexy lady and drives a sports car and watch as real human connections are made. The good that could come of these films is truly, literally incalculable. As both the real and cinematic world crumble around us, a lone voice of reason calls out in the stifling heat of the LA night. Open source movie ideas, like that operating system with the cute penguin, are the way of the future, and that future voice belongs to the one and only Clark Allen, who we are fortunate enough to have with us this evening. Clark Allen has applied himself to a number of mediums over the course of his life. His work has appeared in an erratic array of publications, including the Times Picayune, Bloomsbury Academic, and Maximum Rock and Roll. He was raised in California, but he has lived in a lot of other places too. Currently, he is working to establish a small imprint called Five Nine, which focuses on limited edition art books, but occasionally other ephemera as well. Please join me in giving former Skylight bookseller turned publishing mogul, Clark Allen, a warm welcome. Anyway, um, I'm not a great public speaker, so I'm just gonna dive right in. Idea number 432. Uh, cultural history of the pretzel would in fact span centuries and it would make a fascinating documentary. Idea number two. A pastry chef rekindles a love for his craft following the diagnosis of a malignant brain tumor. Number 433. A butler shuffles through an excessive labyrinthian mansion hurrying to master's chamber carrying a warmed towel on a silver platter. Number 214, a street crew of cool teens liberate the primates at the zoo, and they all hang out behind the Lawson and share gin and cigarettes, and one of the orangutans tries on a leather jacket. Number 526, a mad sea captain pursues a white whale, eventually finding two of them at the same time, which drives him even more mad. Number 590, a baby that's so cute, then when it cries, everyone else in the restaurant cries too. Number 505, a world leader interrupts his own speech by shouting, check this, and then he hucks the mic into the audience where a dog jumps up and catches it. Number 631, a world leader gives a shout out to all the people who've got to clean a public restroom on a Saturday. 
and 527. A depressed EMT goes to work on her birthday, but the day turns around when the first emergency call turns out to be the best surprise party ever thrown. <laughs> Number 514, a piano that honks. <laughs> Number 257, a celebrity chef cuts some ham into the shape of a star and the crowd goes wild. Number 326, a number of patients are saved by a mysterious surgeon who lurks around the hospital at night tending the assumed inoperable, which turns out to be a gorilla with a scalpel. Number seven, a new father is so excited that he pukes when he sees his son. Number 406, a pig in shit is disgusted by its situation and feels fairly unhappy. Number 410, a chicken lays eggs with such force that they blast through the entire planet and the government has to arrange for someone to wait on the other side with a catcher's mitt 24 seven to collect them. <laughs> Number 574, a soothing compilation of dusty objects being cleaned with a damp cloth. Number 584, a cigarette that screams and begs for mercy as it is smoked becomes popular among the cultural elite. Number 419, a white person and a black person watch Roots together. They discuss it, and then NPR dedicates an entire podcast area to discussion. So this is a movie about the making of all that, like a big pat on the back or something. Number 420, a big fat banker slaps his big fat belly with joy. Number 421, a bounce over the river Kwai. Number 425, a guy who works as a gigolo to support a heroin habit and a woman who's obsessed with Victorian fabrics and cutting herself fall in love. Number 469, a version of the Merchant of Venice in which the deal is for a Nike of flesh. Number 251, a documentary about an egg the size of a house, who laid it, how it got hard boiled, and who gets to take a bite. Number 260, a human trafficker discusses the many downsides of his work, including in feelings of intense shame and guilt without redemption. However, at the end of the day, he decides it's the money that really matters. Number 309, a talking sandwich dares people to eat it. Come on, you fucking cowards, it screams. Number 319, a hospital run by clowns cures disease with just one prescription. Laughter. Number 508, a factory farm that is so cruel you can taste the unspeakable fear and excruciating pain within upon consuming its products. Number 511, a marketing director gets a tattoo of David Lynch on his bicep. Number 500, 506, a Star Wars movie forgoes ads and just uses free social media for promotion. Instead of allocating what would have been a marketing budget to sensible projects, like building affordable housing, needle exchanges, youth centers, etc. Number 548, a pregnant woman begs for change on the metro. Number 380, a number of American senators, congresspeople, and judiciary appointees actually spend a few minutes contemplating the challenges of poverty. Number 195, a Boston Terrier becomes the mayor of Boston. Number 196, 
A blue healer wears blue high heels at the fashion show. Number 197. A German shepherd is herding all the Germans into one big field. Number 198. A seeing eye dog gazes into the microscope. Number 199. A husky gets fat. Number 200. A King Charles Spaniel lifts its leg and urinates all over the face and hands of some nameless groveling peasant. Number 201, a, a poodle, toodle, poodle manages a toy shop. Number 203, a Great Dane brings peace and equality to Denmark. Number 194, a psychic prison created by free jazz. Number 200, a man who can't count suspects he has too many fingers. Number 327, a number of orphans actually come from eggs, and we gotta find out who's laying them. Number 202, a detective grows a ponytail overnight, and he's gotta figure out why. Number 206, a golden retriever teaches us that gold is truly valueless and that the only thing worth retrieving is the inherent compassion you have for other life in this world, buried deep within your heart. Number 431, a doctor cures cancer. Number 432, a doctor cures being a racist, misogynistic, transphobic piece of shit. Number 647, a room temperature Mountain Dew is evidence in this case, but the bumbling public defender accidentally drinks it. Number 211, a catered wedding at which 24 inch tater tots are served by mistake. Number 437, a wealthy citizen pens a manual on how to lick a boot and commands it to be distributed among the poor, writing off the expense as an act of philanthropy. Number 440, a white boy on sax is way too honky. Number 449, a derivative futurist believes he is explaining something when in fact he is explaining nothing. Number 467, a squawk so loud, it blows the clothes right off your body. 482, a Chanel bag that cries for help when there's no money inside. 493, a baby lawyer takes on the case of a lifetime. Number 184, a bunch of skunks team up to spray the mayor one after the other. Like 30 skunks. Number 384, a skunk that sprays Axe body spray. Number 104, a coroner that loves pranks builds an elaborate marionette at a life-size scale and uses it to terrorize his assistant. Number 106, a rebellious strawberry farmer gives a controversial speech at this year's strawberry festival. Number 389, a vegan restaurant boasts a cool chef who will create a tofu approximation of you for you to eat on your birthday. Number 597, a duvet turns out to be a way, huge waste of time. Number 167, 
A major police force disbands after collectively realizing that their role in society is neither a force of order nor good, but is in fact a program of violent stormtroopers designed to maintain systemic oppression of those who are arbitrarily deemed unequal by a racist and sexist ruling class of capitalist war profiteers who are unable to account for their own actions and completely lack the skill to verbalize what they're even afraid of. Number 542. A break in the clouds reveals an angel playing the drums. Number 550. A cryopod hisses open, revealing Reagan's corpse at maximum charge. Number 630. A substitute teacher teaches the class about nine inch nails. <laughs> Number 592. A clown fur furiously bangs his squeaky rubber gavel in the court for order, but the court keeps giggling anyway. Number 617, a baldy descending the staircase. Number 610, a septuagenarian cashier tries to explain her to her young coworker who the sneaker pimps were and why they were so popular. Number 507, a vast number of men with opinions turn out to be irrelevant. Number 624. A pastor determines that the likelihood of ascending to heaven is directly proportional to the number of spiders one rescues from the shower in their lifetime. Number 632. A worldwide network of lonely people complaining becomes inexplicably popular. Number 643. A cop accidentally handcuffs his penis to his partner's penis, and then he loses the key in his own ass. Number 635, a wise old toad kept in the drawer in the judge's chambers has to be consulted in this particular case. <laughs> Number 588, a no holds barred contest for best capitalist judged by God and Satan. Number 631, a more glamorous city. EMTs arrive bejeweled. Municipal service workers grin with gold teeth inset with precious stones. And mail carriers adorn themselves with fine silks that billow in the wind as they deliver their holy cargo. Number 569. A new dictator immediately remodels his predecessor's office to function like that one Jamiroquai video. Number 546. A berry that's so juicy, dad has to get the mop out. <laughs> Number 570, a frat boy sucks a marble through a straw on a dare, and it's really impressive, but he also chokes to death on that marble, and people talk about that at his funeral. Number 569, a bubble that floats on the breeze one can't help but follow. Number 169, a great new product has all the people talking. Number 490, a family buys a house and fills it with arbitrary bullshit and lives, they live meaningless lives until they die. Number 586, a pig lays an egg, which signifies the end times. Number 69, a huge spiral rotates on the screen, hypnotizing the audience into watching the show all over again. Anyway, I'm not really a, a great public speaker, so I'm just going to launch, launch right into this. Number 432, a cultural 
the cultural history of the pretzel would in fact span centuries and would make a fascinating documentary. Number two, a pastry chef rekindles a love for his craft following a diagnosis of a malignant brain tumor. Number 433, a butler shuffles through, are you guys really gonna let me like do the, like a whole thing again? Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so like this is probably a pretty um, reasonable chunk of the book. Um, so I don't want to just read all of them. Um, and there's not really any other content except for like these ideas. So um, it goes into like around 700 or so. Um, if anyone has any questions, I'm happy to take them. It might be fairly self-explanatory. I would like to say that like the book you can buy um, or get however, um, however you decide to acquire it. But uh, you know the, the ideas are all copyright free. So if you are in the film industry, like I do not care if you make one of these movies. Ideally, I would like to see all of them in one movie. Um, but I understand that's really tough. So um, if you know anyone, if you're into this sort of thing, like you're, you're a filmmaker or whatever, any screenwriters in the house or whatever, like do it and I will pay the 15, 20 bucks, whatever it costs to go to the movies these days. I like don't, I'm really disappointed in like what's, what's going on out there. So um, these are just some things I think would be neat. And also um, like abstractly, you know, they're like, think of them in like various, well, you know, they could be like really Warholian Maybe, maybe it's just like six hours of a piano that honks. Um, you know, it could be, yeah, it's, it's up to really the reader to use their imagination. Um, and otherwise, uh, you know, I don't really have a lot more to say. I just, okay, yes sir. Uh, I don't know, I, you know, I wrote this over a pretty long period of time, very casually, and when I, when I rewrote them all, like, by hand to, to make the book, I, I couldn't, like, a lot of them I was like, I don't even remember thinking that ever in my life. <laughs> um, and so some, some of the ones that surprise me are my favorites. Um, uh, I think the man who can't count who suspects he has too many fingers. I remember feeling very smug about that when I wrote it. I thought I was super clever. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know if I have a particular favorite. The things that were revealed to me in, in writing this were funny. Like I learned a lot about things that I'm weirdly obsessed with that I hadn't really, yeah. Egg, there's a lot of eggs and bathtubs in it. Um, a handful of other things. I knew I liked dogs. I don't know what else. Um, anything else? Yes, sir. Um, well, so actually, uh, <laughs> I can kind of answer that question seriously. Uh, I've never really been, I liked cinema when I was like a teenager and then I stopped caring and it's pretty rare that I am even aware of what movies are in theaters unless it's on a billboard or something. Um, and even then I'm like, is it a show? Is it a movie? Like, I don't know, you know? Um, and that's probably the fault of like Marvel and Disney and stuff too, cause you just can't tell. Um, but, uh. Yeah, uh, like actually what influenced me to do this is uh, there is a book um, collected of a bunch of, that's a collection of a bunch of zines by Joe Brainerd called I Remember. And he wrote these remembrances of his life um, for many years. And um, it's very like 
sweet and weird and funny and sad all over the place. Um, it's one of my favorite books. It's one of the, like, if you're looking for a gift for someone and you don't know them that well, like, it's, like, a really good one. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, he begins every vignette within the book with I Remember, and that helps, like, establish this very specific pace to the book. And I realized that that was pretty cool. And then I, when I started writing these ideas, I, they didn't all start with A in the beginning, but I figured out that if I did something like that, they kind of took on like a narrative of their own and they can swoop in and out of being silly or serious or like whatever I'm thinking about at the time. Um, so that was actually a big influence. Um, yeah. Yeah, you didn't expect a serious answer, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, hey. Have you ever written a screenplay? Uh, I made some short films and stuff when I was younger. Um, I have, I mean, like, I don't know. I've had a legitimate idea in the back of my head since I was, like, 20. Um, and I don't know if I will ever do it because I don't know if I care that much. But maybe, you know. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, so there are there are things in there that I that I think about that I'm like, well, that's kind of an idea um, that maybe pertains to the movie industry as a whole, and the title, um, the title, I feel like yields to that, where people can kind of make up their own mind. But I started thinking about it a while ago, and I was like, I think for that to ever happen, they would need to make a movie about it first. And then it might actually happen. But yeah, it's really up to you to decide. Yeah. Um, anyone else got what's happening? Cool. Okay, so one last thing. Actually, um, I meant to, I meant to, did mean to tell this and I actually forgot. Um, wait, two last things, actually. So uh, you, when you were asking about my influences, um, I have a good friend. Uh, named Stefan, and he is an interesting character. He's a, I would call him a savant or something, because in the same breath, he can say the dumbest fucking thing you've heard in your life, um, and then also, like, totally dazzle you with this bizarrely correct weird fact out of nowhere that, like, that pertains to the conversation or whatever. He's, a, he's an interesting character. Um, so, Joe Brainerd was a was an influence on this, but uh, my friend Stefan, the uh, the first time I ever had anything published was in the San Francisco Bay Guardian when I was like 23 or 24, um, and my friend Stefan hit me up and he's like, "Hey man, I've been writing this script for a movie. Can you come over and read it? I want a real writer to read it." And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> no way." Uh, okay, so that's funny. Um, and I get to his house and he shows me this script for a movie. And it's like, it's on, it's handwritten, and it's on two pages of just like loose leaf, like binder paper, um, and just the cutest thing at the top, and just big sharpie. It just says my movie. <laughs> and I was just like, and immediately I was like, this is so beautiful. Like I love it, you know. Um, and that's that is actually like kind of the genesis of like making the zine and stuff. And if your his movie was about um, uh, a kid. If I'm remembering it right, it was a kid who's like a nerd all through high school. He gets picked on really hard. And then he takes a bunch of acid in the woods. And then on his last day of school, 
uh, he's the valedictorian. And on his last day of school, he comes back from his acid trip and he realizes like why he's been picked on and he's had this great revelation about like who he is as a person. So he goes up to his valedictorian speech and he gives the speech that the president gives in Independence Day before they fight all the aliens. Um, and that that was his entire movie. And I was like, that is like so fucking cool. <laughs> like I loved it. Um, yeah, and if you're like look in the back of the book the book is dedicated to him so yeah he, he really was like he gave me the first quote unquote movie idea um also a note that i just since i have a microphone right now uh i do have like a little site i sell these things online and stuff like that um and i've been meaning to put this disclaimer on there but i hate getting onto the uh internet to do all this stuff because i don't like laying out sites but um if you see stuff that i'm selling on there and I think you can get an idea reading through this book of kind of where I stand like socially and politically and such. Um, if you send me a proof of donation, like a receipt or something that is equal to or greater than like a thing you want that I'm selling, like I will send you the thing. Like, so if you're like donating to like Yellowhammer Fund or like the Women's Center downtown or just like something like that, um, that I'm like way into that. Like that's like cooler to then like be making money, so. You know, I'd highly encourage you guys do that. Be like good people, you know. Um, unless there's anything else, I think that's it. That's all I got. Okay, cool. What's the last movie you saw in theaters? I saw that new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really, the one thing about the, well, one thing about the Marvel Disney thing that is like cool is I think Spider-Man might be the reason I learned how to read as a kid. I was super into it. Um, so I'm a little bummed on the repetition, repetitiousness of like everything that's coming out, but I'm like, I'm tight with like Spider-Man movies like forever. Like that can, that's cool. That's cool with me. Before that, I have no idea though. It's been like a while. Yeah. What's up? Oh man, Venom is so sick. <laughs> Oh my God, it's so good. I mean, uh, anything with San Francisco in it like makes me really happy because uh, I grew up in the Bay and I lived in SF for like 10 years. Um, and that is like, oh, you know what? I saw Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is great. Um, and that has this like really uh, like visceral representation of San Francisco where they really nail it and like get the vibe down and all that. And I was feeling really like, good about watching that movie in theaters, but I straight up got the same thing from fucking Venom. Like, just because I just, like, I miss, I miss home, you know, and the city's different now, and I'm just like, oh, God, like, oh, SF, and it's just, like, the stupidest shit, like, <laughs> happening on screen. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I did see Venom. Venom was tight. Oh, hey, what's up? Probably, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, wait, who's a good actor? Are there, yeah. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, Tom Cruise could definitely be one of the kids that hangs out with the primates and smokes a cigarette, that'd be sick. Um, he could also smoke a cigarette that screams and begs for mercy. That'd be cool too. 
yeah, I don't know. I should think about that. That's a good, that's good. All right. Um, yes, sir. Um, I don't think, I don't think so, no. Oh, there's one that I took out of the book that was, um, that kind of got made. Because it was, uh, it came before I had even printed any of the zines. Um, and uh, it was something about like a, like a teddy bear comes to life with a rude dude, bad boy attitude, I think was it. And then that fucking Seth MacFarlane movie, Ted, like came out and I was like, no, <laughs> like, like I like didn't want to like, I didn't want to, uh, I mean, I don't know, whatever. I don't really think about Seth MacFarlane very much, but I was like, that's just, I, that weirded me out. I didn't like that. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks a lot, everyone. I really appreciate that you came. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.